Good evening. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. Uh, excuse me for taking a little bit too long to get on here. Uh, apparently, uh, they changed some things on Facebook within the past two weeks that I haven't been on. And so, uh, wow, uh, a lot has changed. Uh, so I was just trying to fuss around and see where where, where to get signed in and where to get on, on live. Well, anyway, uh, I'm back again uh, here at the 915 Pastors Roundtable. I want to thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. <clears throat> Today we're going to continue our studies in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, uh, verses uh, 15 through 22. Uh, we're still talking about the... Uh, the, the Jews and Gentiles reconciled through Christ. And, and that's what we were talking about last time. Remember that in verse 12 it says, Remember that at one time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. And that's what we were last time. That's what we were, uh, ended up last time, of course, with verse 14. Where it says that for he himself is our peace and he and who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. All these years that the uh, Hebrew people were separated from the uh, excuse from God, that's one. And then also the, the Gentiles and those who were non-Jews were also uh, separated from God and and uh, we had talked about through the Abrahamic covenant how how he would be the father of many nations. And today we can uh, thank God for the cross and Jesus Christ uh, going to the cross and dying for our sins so that we can be reconciled to the Father. Uh, amen. And thank you, Father God, for this time and moment that we have. And I pray that uh, that everything that was said today, Father God, that it be pleasing to you. I pray that... The words that come out of my mouth, Father God, are for your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. All right, let's get on to the reading of chapter 2 uh, of a book of Ephesians, verses 15. Let's start there. Uh, it says, By settling aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, new Humanity out of two, thus making peace. Okay, and so, so what we have here is that Christ sets aside the old covenant with its Mosaic law and replaces it with a new covenant for all believers. Everybody, Jews and Gentiles, all come together. Amen. Uh, Consequently, the Mosaic law cannot serve as a barrier between Jews and Gentile believers. Although New Covenant believers are not under the Mosaic law, they are under Christ's law. Amen. So, so Jesus said that he came to fulfill the law, and therefore we are under his, his uh, grace, on the New Covenant. Amen. So we don't have the old covenants anymore. Thank you, Jesus. All right. In verse uh, 16, it says uh, uh, that, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostilities. And you know, I went to, we just 
for years and centuries and centuries before Jesus Christ, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years that we have been, at, uh, the, the Hebrew people have been in, in odds with the rest of the world, with all of the uh, Gentiles and everyone that lived in the land. They've been at different wars with different kings and different nations. And, and all of these people were all either Persian or Moabite or Arabs of the world, um, people who ruled. Even within their own people, they had problems with Judah and, uh, and Israel of battling against each other. You know, it's just a, a lifestyle of never-ending battles that what, what the Hebrew people uh, had. If they would just only reconcile themselves to the Lord God through Jesus Christ, it would have all been resolved. I believe that a lot of things would have changed in history. But uh, for, for some reason, God had a plan and he knew all the things that were going to happen. Amen. And because the because of Christ who broke down the dividing wall, believing Jews and Gentiles can have unity with one another. You know, all those, you know, a lot of the disciples were, oh, they were all Jews. And so were all the people who followed Jesus Christ. And so, so they, he had Jesus, by dying on the cross, broke down the barriers. And then, you know, then came people like, people like Luke, you know, people like um, uh, Paul, who was, a Jew, but also a Roman citizen, right? And there, there came people like Titus and all these other guys that, that came along, other other people who were uh, sinners who started following uh, Jesus Christ, right? Like Mary Madeline, who was just a sinner. She was out there um, doing all kinds of things. The, the, the woman at the well, uh, excuse me, Mary Madeline was like, you know, a prostitute, had different men. And, and, and the woman at the well had like six husbands or, or, well, five husbands. And the guy that she was with at the time wasn't even her husband. So there's a, there's a lot of, uh, of, uh, of believing Jews here and, and Gentiles because of Christ's death on the cross. Believers are, um, were reconciled with one another. We have access to the Father by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so we have this op great opportunity to, to continue to serve God, to have Jesus Christ uh, and dwelling in us with the holy power of the Holy Spirit. And that, that's, that's a great uh, promise that was given to us even way back by the time, the days of Joel. And he said that, that Joel's, Joel said that, Joel said that he, he that God would pour out His Spirit among all living creatures. Amen, amen. Let's continue reading on. It says that in verse seventeen that He came and preached peace to you, to uh, preach uh, to preach peace to you who were far away, and preach to those who were near. In verse eighteen it says, "But through Him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit." Amen, amen. And that's that's the. Uh, that's the promise of what, what God what God has wanted to reconcile the people. That's all he's ever wanted was the people to worship him. But, you know, man is just uh, uh, in his sinful ways just kept turning the other way and going in a different direction. How many times have we, have we found ourselves falling short? You know, remember the scripture says that we're all sinners and that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And sometimes we just... 
You know, even even as when we're saved, sometimes we're tempted, sometimes we fall, sometimes we we have problems. And you know, this morning I was thinking about, man, you know, like <clears throat> Jesus said that you will be persecuted. Jesus said, you know, when when Peter walked out on the boat uh, and onto the water and to walk towards Jesus, uh, you know, he saw the storms. Those storms, you know, there were waves and the rain and the lightning, you know, and and he was walking towards Jesus. But you know what? We as Christians are just kind of like Peter. We too go through storms. We go, we also go and have, we also go through trials and tribulations in our life, not just in our home, but with our family members, with our co-workers, in school, and, you know, uh, teenagers with their friends, they're tempted, they're, uh, they're, um, humiliated, they're, they're, uh, accused of things, they're lied, they're gossiped about, they, 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 they talk about each other behind each other's back, they, they lie, they cheat, they, you know, now we got this thing calling, I, I don't know, lick or like, something like lick, something like that, lit, L-I-T, uh, where students are going around destroying school property. I've never had that when I was young. Never, social media is such, such a huge platform and somebody just come up and think of something and the whole world would be doing it. And, and it's unfortunately that here in the United States, there are students running around here destroying school property like computers and street signs and fence and balls and, uh, you know, the basketball courts, the things that, that, you know, cost taxpayers money to, to have for our students and our students are out there destroying. I think our parents need to get a little bit more of a handle on, on their children and, and start asking questions and what they're doing in school and what do they think about some of these, uh, things that are on social media and, and, you know, find out if, if they're handling it well. Are they being, uh, persuaded to do things like this? Are they being tempted? You know, are they following people? people that they shouldn't be following. You know, I, I like for the, my teens to be leaders, you know, have people follow them and, and be a difference in, in their schools and not be following and not to follow those who uh, follow any platform that that causes uh, people to sin and go down the wrong path. Amen. And but Jesus said that, you know, uh, that he said that, you know, there's a wide road and a, and a narrow gate. And a narrow gate, people find it hard to get over, to get through, to go under. Because they have to give up a lot. They have to give up a lot of things in their lives. And and then there's the wide road, right? And, you know, we talked about this like kind of like every single time. But it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. It's the truth. There are people even on the wide road who claim Jesus is Lord. But Jesus will tell them, hey, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. I don't even know who you are. You know, you could say, hey, I attended, I attended church and I gave tithes and I gave offerings and I volunteered at this event or that event. But you know what? Jesus is going to be like, hey, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's, I don't know you. And I would hate for that to, to be a, a response to my life, you know, where I don't know you. Man, I, I would be devastated. I would be devastated. But you know the Lord, the Lord is just, and He is He is merciful, and that's why He has He God has not sent His Son back to this earth because God is waiting to to at least have the most people. I mean, the, to give everyone in the world a chance 
that chance to give their life to, to following Jesus Christ and, and to serve him and worship him with all your heart, to follow him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father. No one goes to the Father except through him. It's not hard. It's easy to do, to accept him. The thing is, is the walk is hard. The way is narrow. The gate, you have to set boundaries in your life. You have to get, you know, we're in this world, but we're not part of this world. We have to try to defeat our flesh from everything that we have that's against God. All the desires of our hearts, the desires of the things of the world. Jesus is like, you know, he had the simple things. You know, he would tell he would tell the rich man, hey, you, you know, like all these people who try to follow him and says, hey, you know what? Uh, foxes have holes and birds have nests, and I don't even have a place to rest my head. You know, he was telling them, like, hey, you know, if you're going to follow me, it's going to cost you. You, you would have followed me into places where you're not going to be liked. You're going to follow me into places where you're going to have problems with your family members, with your father and your mother, your brother and your sister. You're going to have problems with your friends and co-workers. You're going to have problems. They're not going to like you. Amen. Amen. So let's keep on here. Let's keep on here. It says here that he came to preach peace. And, and that's what it is, you know, we, when, we, when we accept Christ, we get peace, but we, you know, you're like, kind of like, well, Omar, what, what, which is it? Are, are we having peace or are we having trials and tribulation? You know, it's kind of like a little bit of both. You know, you have to learn to lean on God, to learn to trust Him in your times of trouble. You have to learn to lean on Him and, 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 and read His Word and be in prayer. And God gives you the peace. Jesus the Holy Spirit, Jesus said that I have to go because the one who comes after me, the comforter, the one who brings peace to your life, the one who comforts you when you're in trouble, the one who is always walking with you and in you, by your side and inside you, through all your trials and tribulations, he would never leave you nor forsake you. That to me, brothers and sisters, is peace. That to me is like awesome. To know that the Holy Spirit is going right through with me, through the trials, through the tribulations, through the failures. And He also convicts me of my sins. You know, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we fail, when we sin. When, when we sin and we, 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 we don't do what we're, we're supposed to, or we walk, or we turn our, our backs, or we just walk away. I, I believe that. That the Lord wants us to have a long-lasting relationship with Him all the way through eternity that you're living here on earth. Every day we should have a time and moment with Him. Five minutes, ten minutes, twenty-five minutes. It'll wind up being an hour because you're so in tune to the Word, getting into the Word, being in the Word. Amen? Amen. So let's, let's continue on reading here in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 with uh, verses uh, 18. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Amen. You see, it's, uh, it's the Holy Spirit that comes to us when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he dwells with us. He lives in us. He's your friend. He will never leave you. 
And this same spirit is the spirit of God. This is the same spirit that 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 was hovering above the face of the earth in the beginning of Genesis, who helped form the earth, the the the, the ground that we walk on, who who helped form the waters and separated the sky from the from the clouds and the heavens from the earth and colored it blue and and made the stars and the moons and all the other planets all to to rotate in, around the sun and and all the animals that were created and the fish and everything that was done it was good and that same spirit that was in the beginning is the same spirit that that rose Jesus out of the tomb and excuse me that raised Jesus out of the tomb amen amen in verse 19 it says consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers Amen. Hey, we're family now. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We have we we have a unity together, a bond. We may be in different places and in different countries, and we may be in different buildings and in different churches with different theologies and different doctrines and dogma, but all the same Jesus Christ. And that's what unites us. Amen. Amen. It says here that the Gentiles are no longer foreigners and aliens. These words describe people who live in a, in, in a country other than their own, without any of the rights of citizenships in that country. The Gentiles were outsiders in relation to the Jews, as well as to any hope without Christ for a relationship with God. That, that was their old position. Because of Christ, however, the Gentiles became fellow citizens with all who have been called to be God's people, Jews and Gentiles who put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior become members of God's household. That is God's family. Amen? That's God's family. And that's that's the bottom line, brothers and sisters. We are all now, we're not divided. We're all together, Jews and Gentiles alike. In the same household, same citizenship. We have the same citizenship of the kingdom of God. We're not Republicans. We're not Democrats. We're not liberals. We're not independent. We're neither the left nor the right or in between. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. Our kingdom is not here on this earth. It is in the heavens. And that's our ultimate goal. While we're here on this earth, we need to continue to pray for all of our leaders and all and our uh, persons in in charge and our government and the presidency and Congress and the Senate and all the way down through the state and even to the local uh, municipalities, because uh, you know we have a power, we have a power, and that power is the Holy Spirit, and we have the ability to make change. My pastor was talking to us men earlier this month at a men's luncheon. And he said that we need to start writing our congressmen. We need to start writing uh, the legislators and, and the lawmakers about some of the things that we are not in agreement with. We need to make a stand. I, I wrote to two of my congressmen, and I only heard one back from Miss Escobar in, in reference to uh, monies that, that we have in our bank account are going to be, going to be shh, saver. 
No. Um, they, they want to investigate our monies, our, our, our account, excuse me for that. Uh, my dog is, is here and I don't have like a, a normal studio like a lot of people. Uh, I apologize for that interruption. Um, we, we have to write them and let them know. Oh, the, 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 what I wrote them about was that the government wants to know how much money we're making or how much money we have in our savings account. Why would people want to be into our business? Why would the government want to be in our accounts? God bless you, brother Joe. God bless you. Hey, uh, uh, and, and you know, these are things that we don't need to be, uh, need to have in our government to be into our private lives. The government needs to stay in the government world and let us live as citizens free of, of the government prying into our personal lives and especially our accounts and our money and our finances. I think they have no business there. Just like they have no business in our schools, they have no business in our churches. We need to have a separation of church and state, and that's the way we've been, and, and that's what we have to keep fighting for. Amen? Amen. And let's, uh, let's continue on to finish up here. And it says in verse 20 of chapter 2 of Ephesians, it says, Built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And that's what he is in our life. He is the chief cornerstone. We have a strong foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that without him, we, we have a slippery slope. We will be in quicksand, sinking quickly. We have to have a strong foundation in our corner. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a cornerstone of my life and my household. And I hope and pray that he is the cornerstone in your life and in your household. Amen. Continue reading in verse 21. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, is that is what Christ did for us. He had to leave so that the Holy Spirit can come and dwell within us and live in us and abide in us. And, and, and Jesus said that he would teach us things. Okay? And he only hears things from God. And when we read his scriptures, the, the Holy Spirit enlightens us. And the Holy Spirit helps us to understand scripture. I, I've met people it, it, around that, that they say that they don't even understand uh, the Bible. That they don't, they don't get it sometimes. They just... You know, because you're, you're probably lacking a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he's not only will be your comforter, but he's going to be your teacher. He's going to be your consultant. He's going to be your advisor. He's going to be the one who convicts you of sin. He's going to be the one that helps you to walk through the trials and tribulations. He's going to be the one that's there for you all day and all night, day in and day out. And that, I believe, brothers and sisters, is what the most important job of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need to believe that He dwells within us. And all the gifts that comes along with Him, the, the, the gifts of prophecy, of teaching, of preaching, the gifts of interpretation, the gifts of, of uh, uh, discernment, the gift of the speaking of tongues, the, the gifts of prophecy, these things, Jesus said, that they, we will do more. That he has done. 
Why would God give us a gift and then take it away? Isn't God the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? Tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow? Why would He take something away that He's given to us? I believe that when we pray, and we pray in the Holy Spirit, and we pray with our moaning and groaning, and our spiritual man speaks with the Father in, in heavenly language, that not even the enemy or the angels can understand. And that is so powerful. I believe the, the angels are like, man, you humans are, you humans got it made. You get to have the spirit of the living God living and dwelling inside of you. How amazing is that? That is amazing. That is awesome. I believe that this is the, 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 uh, the way that God lives in us. Having us be a temple for the Holy Spirit. And that's why it says, God says, be holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. And I believe that sometimes, brothers and sisters, that we, we struggle with some of these uh, things in our lives. The desires of the flesh, the anger, the, the, uh, <clears throat> the slander, the, the, uh, the thoughts in our minds, the, the lust of, of our eyes, uh, the, the language and our speech and how we talk and conduct ourselves and our attitude and our actions. Are we living a Christian life? Are we following the life that the Lord has laid out for us? Are we truly in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we walking in the way or are we on the wide road where everyone else is on wondering if we're going to get and make it to heaven? Brothers and sisters, I, I, uh, I, uh, I believe that, that uh, we need to come to realization that, hey, you know, sometimes we, we got issues, we got problems. And you know what? All I can do is just uh, ask for forgiveness of people that I've hurt, uh, apologize and say I'm sorry, and then talk to God and say, God, Lord, you know, just give me the strength to be better. Give me the strength to, be a, uh, to serve you more better and not be slacking or lacking. Amen? But that's, that's, that's it, brothers and sisters. That's We, as Gentiles, as non-Jews, we are now united together in one accord with God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit because of Christ's, uh, through, because, because of Christ's death on the cross and His resurrection on the third day. That it puts, the, puts the mark for our, our salvation in order. It puts us in line uh, to the kingdom of heaven if we continue to follow Jesus Christ, if we continue to have a relationship with Him, if we continue to be in His Word, amen, if we continue to pray, amen, the, 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 the fervent prayer of a, of a righteous man or woman is powerful. It's powerful. We have to be in constant prayer now, I know you're not going to be walking around on your knees, but we need to keep thanking the Lord for things that He does in our life. We need to keep thanking for our food. We need to keep thanking for our, uh, being thankful for our children, for our grandchildren, for our jobs, for our school, for our education, and for our, for our knowledge and wisdom and understanding of the scriptures so that we be able to learn about the Father more. Amen. Amen. Listen, brothers and sisters, it was, 
it was a, a great time. I, I apologize that I haven't been on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but when I'm in school, I, I can't get on, right? And so I kind of like wait till till I have a free time. Uh, this weekend is my uh, free time for, for Thursday. And then next week, Thursday, I'm going to try to record and have it uh, posted later on. I, I see that there's a new way of doing things here on Facebook and also on my bot pin. I can always uh, uh, record sooner uh, and um and have it posted later. Um, the next week we'll be going into uh, chapter 3 of Ephesians. Uh, it's God's marvelous plan for the Gentiles. I believe that that's going to be a, a great chapter to get into. I love the book of Ephesians. I, I, you know, And yes, I'm doing it like one verse at a time. And I believe that we're getting a good teaching out here. Good teaching. Thank you very much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for, for all that you've done for us today. Father, we just pray right now, Father God, that, that these words that we have read today of Ephesians chapter 2, uh, between verses 14 and 22, Father God, we thank you that you have reconciled us to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for, for, for knocking down the division of wall that was set up between us and our Hebrew, and the Hebrew people, the Jew, the Jewish people. Father, we also thank you for the Spirit that makes us, the Holy Spirit that makes us one in unity with you and the people and your people, your chosen people in Israel. Father, we pray for Israel as a nation, Father God. We pray for their sovereignty. We pray for their, for as a nation, Father God. We pray for their leadership, their government, their, their military, Father God, their borders, Lord, that no weapon formed against them would prosper, Father God. That they are your, still your chosen children, Father God. And we pray that you continue to love them and, 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 and let them cling to you, Father God. Father, we thank you, Father, for us as the Gentiles, Lord. We thank you. Father, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross, to also give us an opportunity to enter into your kingdom, Father God, to be a citizen of your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing, Lord, in our lives, Father. We thank you for all that you're about to do in our lives. All these things, Father God, we ask in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next week on the 915 Pastors Roundtable. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I've, uh, I'm affiliated with LifeGate Church here in El Paso, Texas, 10555 Edgemere, and we meet every Sunday uh, at 10 a.m. Come join us for praise and worship. Also, I'm representing Howard Payne University uh, here located at 805 Montana. Uh, come on out and get yourself a degree, associates, a bachelor's, or even a master's degree. You can have it in criminal justice, business, accounting, finances, uh, Christian studies, and also a master's in theology and ministry. Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a great week. And remember, God is always on time with you. All right. Amen. God bless you. Hope to see you all soon.